Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. All-time booty mover. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. And if you are enjoying the show or you miss it today or you want to catch up from shows in a week or even before that, get on the Wesson Walker Podcast WFNZ app. Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, check out Wes and Walker. Was I right? Is Billy is Billy Joel's song a booty mover? Is that one in? Because that's the one I guess. I think it'll make you sway. I think it's one of those where you kind of. <laughs> it's a booty uh, swayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Fiddy, <laughs> Fiddy is happy that I keep giving him drops because that was not me saying it live. I, I wonder if people thought that was me saying it live. Now, that's a drop that Fiddy is going to have, I think, for a decent amount of stuff. I think uh, what's funny is, Walker, you must just be in, in purgatory because Uh-oh. you never know when I'm going to be filming and you never know when Fiddy's going to record what you're saying. Well, I mean, he's recording. I I know when I'm on the mic. He's going to be recording at all times. He's quite literally recording everything I say. So I know anything I say is. Is he? Now, he might be. Now, no, you're worse. You're you're 10 times worse because you're going to bring a vi- you're going to bring your phone out. Uh-huh. You actively tried to sneak record me and you know I don't like it and you put it out there like trying to you were trying to hide it behind the yeah, mic. I tried to hide when I'm right in front of you, <laughs> I see the camera plus I've got a weird sense about this I hide it but don't hide stuff. it. Yeah. yeah. You do though. You actually do. No, I know because I you talk about Fiddy being paranoid Yeah, you saw me the one day and you were like, "Yeah, you're filming." And I was no, like, "I don't know." Me and my girl have talked about this too. Like she'll try to do the snap chat stuff when i don't really want to be filmed like that yeah. i i just don't like it it's just it's an invasion of privacy man yeah and then you try to put that out there when i'm not ready you know so, like i like the candid stuff i just need you to let me know <laughs> i just need you to say hey but then I'm you speeding. said because like you said you said <laughs> i'm speed you said that you know you'll get into a show mode though sometimes when i go on so i try to catch you so we don't get show mode i'm not in two show mode though because you said you like grab the mic and then sometimes you do get the voice on well me. well when i'm when i grab the mic that's just i guess that's true i do go to subconscious show mode what yeah. were you gonna say Finny? this is just all willie p's fault because he took an impromptu photo of you when y'all were at hornets media day no it was it's not his fault though i will say at the time we talked about it pj washington came by and sat with us and we left it up to him was it bad of willie p to try to get a photo he said because this is what willie did he said hey walker do something and i look at the camera it's staring <laughs> right at me and i decided to go finger guns because i didn't know and it was lame and so this is awkward some of it it was it was willie you're, you're damn right it was awkward and so some of that stuff is funny i'm just you know how we get during the breaks man yeah, and then when you put the video out, well, I, it's, it's always, how y'all get during I'm the breaks i'm always make sure it is of really. the discretion because i uh, actually 
was sneaking and filming you earlier this morning, and I yeah, had to I know delete you were. it. No, I know you were. No, oh, you know I was. That's why you said that. What you said? Well, the thing it was was it about me and Drew talking yes. back and forth? I knew it was. <laughs> oh, I missed this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, t- I tried to get some good little uh, banter going on there, but maybe that's why you dropped the bomb you did, so that I wouldn't be able to keep it. Mm-hmm. What did Drew what? say today? Oh, he was litty. He came in there first. He was he was fresh though. I, Fresh to death. Like, yeah, I'm on a dark, dark throwback. So this is what Drew wrote. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta show him up on a Friday. That's what Drew did. He came in with a Hartford Whalers hat. <laughs> came in with an old school throwback Dirk Nowitzki Mavericks jersey, and then he also had the Jordan fours that just dropped three weeks ago that yeah. were a hot commodity. He won on the sneakers app uh, raffle, and he just decided to say, you know what? I'm a stunt on him today. He did. And I appreciate Drew for that. And yeah. he was talking all sorts of he compared Scoot Henderson to J.R. Smith today. That's what he did. That was the what? big one. Yeah. He said that Wild he comparison. saw him as J.R. Smith. <laughs> who was who was like a great three point shooter, which is a legitimate concern about Scoot Henderson. But he was like, No, it's the mannerisms. I was I mean, Drew. God, you can't help but love him, man. Yeah, we went to that. We went to assist turnover ratio. We did. All types of stuff, man. So that leads us into our discussion, though. NBA playoffs last night. The Denver Nuggets come roaring back after the Lakers controlled most of the game. Jamal Murray, insane down the break. I believe he had 23 second-half points, if I'm not mistaken. Fourth quarter points. Yeah, fourth quarter points. I mean, he was cooking. He hit the big three. Did you hear Mike Breen say when he ran past the desk, he yelled out, bang? So it was Mark Jack. So Jamal Murray hits one of the four, five, three-pointers that he did. He was five of five before he missed one. And then Jamal runs down. He says, bang, to Mike Breen. Mark Jackson, he's the one that pointed out. He's like, I don't know if you saw him, Mike. Yeah. But he hits you with a bang after that fifth one, and it was fantastic. What? All of them were crucial, too, Yeah, because the Lakers, when they were up, the Nuggets went on that 20 to five run because of what Jamal Murray was doing. So not only were was he just hot, they were all crucial for them to get that victory. So what do you feel like was the bigger story from last night? Jamal Murray's fourth quarter slash his bounce back. I'm really just real quick before you get going. I'm very happy for him because this was a guy in the bubble that was establishing himself as one of the league's premier young players. Injuries took the better part of the the, the next seasons from him and now to see him back doing his thing I'd been waiting on him to come back I mean because this is a guy and uh, let's all right let's you know when I start getting gaspy Uh-oh. like this I, I'm I'm scared listen man to you old school basketball fans out there I know the defense isn't quite what you want it to be anymore but some of these players today the way they shoot and the way they play offense who's guarding <laughs> these guys yeah it's ridiculous who's guarding Michael Porter Jr. Who's guarding Jamal Murray the way they shoot the basketball? Let me know. Are you Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, all this stuff from back in the day? People love bringing it. Yeah, the, and the, what the name wouldn't that, happen? Who's guarding Jamal Murray with the night he was having last night? I think the number one example people go to is what would they do against Bill Lambeer? Right, and Scottie Pippen is the other one. Scottie Pippen is the lockdown guy. They're like, no way he's doing that. Man, the way these guys shoot now and the way oh, – it was just crazy. I mean, he hit that three on LeBron. LeBron played textbook defense. It didn't matter. So, so yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. What you got? No, no. I'm I'm with you. I think when you when you ask the question about the bigger storyline, Jamal Murray's fourth quarter. Well, LeBron or, looking old. He did. I think individual game storyline. I think the the headline on the newspaper. It's going to be all about Jamal Murray's fourth Dylan quarter. Dylan Brooks was right. 
about LeBron looking old. <laughs> <laughs> he still needs to put respect on his name. I can't hear Dylan Brooks talk about LeBron James and then Dylan get bounced, which is the point where the Grizzlies don't even want him. But I think the the individual game storyline is Jamal because he was awful in the first three quarters, by the way. And I think offensively, and you spoke about defense, he was bad on that end, too. Yeah. He looked gassed. I know that there were some reports about him being sick and trying to play through it. I don't know how true those were. I didn't see anything, like, in concrete about it. Yeah, he said that game one. Yeah, okay, so so mm-hmm. Jamal went for 30 in game one, by the way. Was awful in the first three quarters. It was not working for him. And so when Nikola Jokic goes to the bench at the beginning of the fourth and trying to give him some minutes, they're awful without him on the floor. But Jamal just steps up, and Wes, it reminded me of Jason Tatum Game 6 Philly. I mean, you're talking about someone that was awful. It looked like a real bad moment. The opposition was going to get that victory, and then they just turned it on in the fourth. Remember, Jason Tatum hit a few threes in a row, able to separate and get that win against the 76ers. I'd argue Jamal Murray was better. That fourth quarter was crazy from him. Plus, he hit crucial free throws, was 9 of 10 from the free throw line, And also got a couple of steals. One was just an errant turnover that was thrown right to him. One, he actually had to help off of his guy and do the whole pesky mouse thing when a big guy has the ball down low. And then he comes in, slaps at it, and knocks it loose. So it was a good defensive play. What Jamal Murray Murray did, individual storyline, it belongs to him. But Wes, you can speak more to it. I think the overall series, LeBron... LeBron did not look good in some crucial moments last night. Yeah, who was I listening to? Oh, I was listening to somebody yesterday, and they said they were talking to their agent, and they were saying how LeBron – oh, I think this was on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, and they were saying how uh, Keyshawn said he was talking to his agent, and he was telling him how LeBron, he's just not a spring chicken anymore and how much he relies on jumpers, and you could see it. He settled. He's taking so many threes. I think coming into the game, he was 0 for 10, or I think at this point he is 0 for 10. Well, he's 0 the, for 6 last night. Go ahead. Yeah, I was, was going to say he is 0 for yeah, 10. Yeah, he's 0 for series. 10 in, in three-pointers in the series, and you can see him just settling because he just doesn't have the energy and that oomph anymore to constantly be attacking. I disagree with that, though, because I felt like last night if he wanted to get to the rim, he could go, He could have gotten there, and this is where I get mad at him. Because whenever I want to watch him, you're still the—he's not the best player on the court, but you can have the biggest impact on the court. If he wants to get to the rim, I don't think there's anyone on Denver that could lock him up. That's where I get mad at him. Mm-hmm. On top of—and look, I wanted to send this out as a tweet, but I thought it had been a hater tweet. Whenever he lost the ball on that breakaway dunk, to me that felt big. Because if, if he throws oh, the yeah, hammer down. I forget the, what the lead would have increased to, but that would have been a message, and and that fan and the fans would have quieted down. But he makes the mistake, and then that fourth quarter, bro, it's a one possession game, and he's taking the time to make sure his shoe is like extra tight. That's why I think. Oh well, he did kind of he tweaked his ankle when he came down on that shot because I remember that, and then he stepped on AD's ankle at one point. But I mean, forty minutes, the the type of work that he's putting in. The difference is, I think LeBron at the end of playing forty minutes just doesn't have the juice to constantly go to the basket, take contact. Plus, we know he's not a great clutch foul shooter, but I think the energy for him just isn't there like it used to be for him to constantly attack the rim after playing 40 minutes. So this guy missed three bunnies in this game Mm -hmm. at all different points. One... Okay, he loses it trying to put some sauce on a breakaway dunk. He was going to try to rock the baby. Oh, it was about to get nasty. He was going to do that dunk. So we've seen seen the clip of Michael Jordan losing it before. If you wanted to even do the whole goat comparison thing, right? Like, okay, he loses it. I deleted that one. I don't think (laughs) it's not in existence anymore. No, that that's one. Okay, fine. I don't know if that's like a sign of him being old. He tried to put some sauce, lost the ball, whatever. But still a big possession to lose. 
The layup he missed before that, it was a bunny. I wonder if younger LeBron dunks it, but also certainly you think he would make it. So there's four points off of the table. And then the crucial one. At the very end, Nikola Jokic doesn't meet the inbounds pass. LeBron makes a great read and a great defensive play. You got Jamal Murray between you. Everybody else is coming back, so you have numbers. You have a great advantage. You drive baseline. Aaron Gordon does come down and alter your shot, but you miss a baseline layup. That's six points, and that was a monster possession, and then you get stripped at the very end of the game with 10 seconds. I had not seen that many plays before where LeBron was somebody that really hurt the Lakers in some of those situations. On top of him, you're right, Fiddy. I I agree with you. I think both things are true. I think LeBron usually likes to pick his spots at this day and age. Okay, You can see the games that are really important. I think you saw that in game one against Golden State. He was like, okay, we got to get this one on the road. I'm going to turn it up 110. I think he turned it up, and then I think he was trying to pick his spots within the game Here's the Roy Williams on off switch. I think I think LeBron turns it off sometimes, but I think even when he tried to turn it on, the lights weren't coming on. This is this is where I think this is like I think he can come back and bounce back next game, but we can't expect consistency from him at the all-time great that he used to be. I wonder how much Darvin Hand putting him on Jokic gassed him. Oh, I'm sure it did. That's yeah, he, a big man to have to handle. And, yeah. like, it made sense because you wanted Anthony Davis to roam, but Jokic just does what he does where it's not it's not pretty. It's not fun. It, it is fun to watch, but it's not. But I, I I don't think you'll see him on Jokic moving forward. Yeah, we can get to some more NBA in a moment. I want Like, you had the hot take, quote-unquote, about Nikola Jokic earlier today, maybe being the best passer of all time. You which saw is fun. that pass, right? Here's what I'll say about Jokic. You, you mentioned how LeBron can have a bigger impact. I don't think there's a better player than Nikola Jokic in today's game. Every single offensive possession, this is somebody that didn't score a single point in the fourth quarter and yet still controlled the game. Able to get you a triple double. This guy had a 53 tally over under. 53, <laughs> meaning could he get to 53 points, rebounds, and assists? When's the last time you heard of dudes being set at the mark for a 53 stat line? And then him actually reach a triple-double without scoring in the fourth. He alters every single possession. You get really good shots with him. It's an it's absolutely incredible. It feels like Denver's time to me. It feels like it it feels like it's their time to win the championship and Nicola can move up in the Pantheon. All right, so we're gonna go to the break and bring Doug Branson on from Lockdown Hornets, your man Lockdown. On Hornets. I like locked down better to be honest. I'm going to ask David if we can change it. <laughs> Before we get out of here, though, quick shout outs to Sierra Burdick, Butler Bulldog, Tennessee Volunteers. She went 86 and 7 in high school at Butler High School, was chosen alongside Haley Van Lith, Cameron Brink, and Lene Harper for the 2023 USA Women's 3 on 3 World Cup team. So shout out uh, to, the, to the Queen City Legends. But as I said, when we come back, Doug Branson from Locked On Hornets. This is the Weston Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. I don't know if you heard Charlotte Hornets. They got the second overall pick. I also don't know if you heard. I might like Scoot Henderson a little bit. I kind of like Scoot. I'm okay with not getting Wimby anymore. Now, I'd still love to have him, but I'm telling you, there are greener pastures on the horizon as well. And I brought in a Scoot Warrior to help defend the pick if it is indeed Scoot, Scoot Henderson. Doug the Branson. Scooters. Apart- you guys got to be the Scooters. Scooted and booted. Doug Branson. You can find <laughs> him on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH. And you can also check out his Substack, Every Hornets Box Score, on, you guessed it, everyhornetsboxscore.com. My Scoot Warrior, how are you doing, man? I'm boot scooting boogieing. In fact, I'm doing that from our nation's capital, the District of Columbia. I'm here to lobby Congress to look into this NBA lottery process. Now, I'm not saying anything funny went down. I don't want Adam Silver or Mark Tatum's people coming after me. But look, the Spurs are getting pretty lucky, if you ask me, a little too lucky on the verge of Popovich and his retirement, maybe. <laughs> I think he's going to coach for a thousand years now. So anyway, so I'm just having uh, Congress look into it. They say, they say they're going to get to it. You know, after this debt crisis and nuclear war, after they stop all of that, they're going to look into the NBA lottery. So I'm on it, folks. Um, Thank you, Doug. Live reporting from Washington, (laughs) D.C., trying to figure out how we can sway things, one, to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, you are doing this from a D.C. alleyway. Are you looking behind your shoulder as you're saying these these things in the nation's capital? Uh, No, listen, D.C. is beautiful. It's, It's been very good to me. I just wanted to get a quiet place here so we can talk some scoot. Yeah, it, look... People have been writing in, Walker, you're already smitten with a guy that we don't even know if the Hornets are going to pick Scoot Henderson, and Brandon Miller is somebody that is being mocked to the Hornets quite a bit. Would you be disappointed if it wasn't Scoot and Brandon Miller was the pick? So, Doug, just how in are you, right? Like, would it be, would it bring disappointment if Brandon Miller was the second overall selection? How do you view these two prospects and how they fit in Charlotte? I, I don't think it's even close, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. I, I think I love it. that this is a two-person draft. I think this is Victor Wembanyama is the obvious number one selection. And then I think it's Scoot is the obvious number two selection. Brandon Miller is going to be a very good player, and he has the potential, he has the upside to be a, a great player. Um, but that's just what it is. It's potential, it's upside. Teams are telling him right now, get in the weight room, because there's some work to do to turn Brandon Miller into the prototypical super wing that a lot of NBA teams are salivating over, the sort of Jason Tatum mold. But there's work to do to get there. Scoot Henderson, in terms of being what he is, which is an explosive playmaking guard in the mold of, I'd say, you know, a lot of people are saying Russell Westbrook. A lot of people are saying John Wall. Those are player comparisons. I would look at Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell, there were a lot of questions about his shooting uh, coming out of college. And he silenced those pretty quickly. And you look at Scoot. I, I mean, I could talk it wax poetic about what he's shown on tape already playing pro ball for a couple of years now. But you have to really look at the intangibles. This guy is obsessed with being great. And I'm not just talking about on the court. I mean, he's already working out with Steph Curry and copying his you know, workout routine so he can you know, develop into a better shooter and address some of his weaknesses. But, I mean, this is a guy that's just obsessed with all of the things that make someone great off the court as well. He reads self-help books. 
I mean, this, this guy is focused on the things that you got to be focused on to become one of the best players in the league. There's just so much to love about Scoot, including his uber confidence. So I, I'm totally in on Scoot. I think he's the clear number two choice. And then, Doug, just talking about that, now Donovan Mitchell coming out of Louisville shot 35% from three, but then Scoot, he's working with Steph Curry. What do you feel like would be the reasons that the Hornets would do this? Because we see in a consensus mock draft, we see Brandon Miller as the pick. But what would be their rationale for choosing him, in your opinion? For choosing Scoot? No, for choosing Brandon Miller over Scoot. Uh, well, then I think it would be essentially a fit decision at that point because th- there would be, I-, I guess, some questions about essentially drafting another point guard when you have LaMelo Ball as, as your obvious point guard, your facilitator, your playmaker. Do you want to bring someone in uh, that would also demand some on-ball attention? But I, I think that that thought process is a little flawed because if you look at the offensive, especially the offensive game, of Scoot uh, versus LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball excels way beyond the three-point line. He can stretch defenses out where Scoot is going to improve his shooting, I think. Uh, But just his offensive game right now is pretty fully baked in terms of his mid-range game and his ability to explode uh, off that first step and and get into the lane and and draw contact with his strength and also score through that contact at the rim, something that I think LaMelo is working on but if you draft a guy alongside of him that can already do that, I think that's going to be beneficial. Now, in terms of looking at Brandon Miller, I mean, the shooting is obviously the thing that jumps off the page at his time in Alabama. I mean, he's just a knockdown shooter, especially off, off the catch and shoot. Uh, but, you know, you have some questions, I think, about his ability to generate his own shot because I think some of the, the biggest questions that I see around Brandon Miller are, are on the handle piece. You know, is he going to be able to generate his own offensive look but you have LaMelo Ball, who's a great facilitator, who can find him. So maybe if you're the Hornets and you are interested in Brandon Miller, you're less worried about some of those weaknesses. And then, Doug, if they do draft Brandon Miller, what do you think the construct of this roster would look like? Because they seem to have a gluttony of guards and forwards, and we know that they're probably going to bring Miles Bridges back. So what do you say to the fact of that they need to start to define roles of this team, figure out who's your big two, your big three, and get everyone's roles defined? Well, I think that's, that's the interesting thing about taking Brandon Miller, right? Because typically when you take someone number two overall in the NBA draft, that player is going to expect big minutes, especially on a roster uh, that won under 30 games and, and hasn't uh, made the playoffs in seven seasons and hasn't won a playoff series in 21 years. Uh, you know, I think a player would rightfully take a number two overall and expect big minutes, but the Hornets do have seasoned veteran guards that potentially could be back next season in Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington at the power forward position as well. So if they decided to bring both of those players back, what would that mean for Brandon Miller? And would you know, he be frustrated by the fact that he would be fighting for minutes? Uh, because I don't, I don't necessarily think that Brandon Miller's body is completely 100% ready to take sort of the 82-game beating uh, that is required of a player at, at his position necessarily. So I think those are, are valid questions that the fit is there, you know, and it could be there in the future, but right away in the short term, if they do bring back both Miles Richardson and DJ Washington, is the fit really there? 
Doug Branson of the Locked On Hornets podcast, as well as every HornetsBoxScore.com, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Doug, Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN, he hopped on with Zach Lowe, and he talked about his experience in Chicago during lottery night. He said he was asking everyone who the number two pick would be, the number three pick. And he said the consensus was Brandon Miller was going to be the second overall selection. Now, he would go on to clarify those comments and says he's not really buying it too much right now. He would put it at a 60-40 shot of Brandon Miller being that pick for Charlotte right now. I'll just ask you, how much are you buying into those reports from Gavoni on Low Post Podcast? I'm not, I don't buy into any reports this early in the process. We are, we're a month away. There's going to be a lot of smoke, a lot of mirrors, a lot of uh, you know things that uh, sounds uh, true, but aren't necessarily true. And a lot of motivations. And it's not necessarily just on the Charlotte Hornets part. There are going to be other teams in that three and four and five slot that are vying for particular players. And, you know, information gets uh, really fuzzy around this time. So, so I don't buy that. Ultimately, I think the Hornets should be focused on taking the best player available. It should, it should not be a consideration when you have not won a playoff series within the last three presidential administrations, okay? I want everyone to really take that in and understand that the Hornets of the franchise, they, they may have some, some talent injection coming in if they decide to, to bring back Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. But this is not a team that is a half step or even or a full step or even a half step away from playoff success. They've got a long way to go, and I think they, they have to understand that and, and, and understanding that Go after the best player available, and, and I believe when you take a look both on the court and some of the intangibles, that player is Scoot Henderson, but I understand why there would be motivation, both from the Charlotte Hornets perspective and from, you know, for example, Portland's perspective, to, to muddy those waters and, and to make it an actual choice so, so that, you know, trade uh, implica- there's trade implications. There's all kinds of stuff that's going to go on from the camps, from the teams. And I think we all just have to, you know, take a big, deep breath and continue to watch the thing. Doug Branson live from a D.C. alleyway, making all sorts of D.C. <laughs> references, referring to the presidential careful in that alleyway, Yeah, though. just please, please, Doug, we care about you. I still want to do this podcast, so please be careful. I did have another question for you about the Charlotte Hornets, okay. of course. The other question I have is, how much should we trust Mitch Kupchak to get this pick right? Well, I think the record has been mixed. Uh, I think the things that have happened later in the lottery have been questionable. The, the trading of the pick that ultimately was uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and became Miles Bridges for the Charlotte Hornets. I think looking back on that pick, you know, hindsight, obviously 2020, you look back on that pick and go, okay, that was probably a mistake. Um, and, you know, I think trading uh, the pick in the last draft that ultimately became Jalen Duran. I think that long term is going to bear out to be a mistake, but we have to let time, uh, you know, figure that out and see where Duran's career uh, takes him. But even if you weren't a big Duran fan, I think there were some other players that could have ultimately helped the Hornets had they decided to keep that pick and not trade for what what is ultimately a worse first round pick that they will maybe uh, take in in this upcoming draft. So I think the record is certainly mixed there. But look, they got they got Lamelo Ball right. Uh, Lamella Ball fell to them. I, I think there was a, a case that Lamella Ball could have gone second, and, and instead the Golden State Warriors, who were, uh, you know, a half step away from being championship contenders again, they decided to draft for fit, and they ended up drafting James Wiseman. 
there's a real danger, especially in that second spot, especially in a draft where one is already decided. So you are essentially on the clock. There's a real danger of overthinking that second pick. It's happened before Sacramento uh, under Vladi Divac. Uh, they all, they overthought their second pick. They decided to go sit Marvin Bagley and they passed on Luka Doncic. So I think, Mitch Kupchak and the team there need to be really careful that they don't overthink their second pick and they bring in uh, the best player available. And then, Doug, you talked about the gap that you feel like there is between Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. When you talk about that, what do you think the apex of Brandon Miller is if he comes in and he hits? What do you what do you see from that? Well, I think the apex is what we're seeing. I mean, it's a guy that because he, he can score at all three levels, uh, is is going to be a potential fifty burger in a playoff game. I mean, that's you're you're looking at Brandon Miller as that prototypical NBA super wing. I mean, people have thrown uh, Kevin Durant's name out, but you know, obviously, I don't think the physical tools quite match with with Brandon Miller. He's obviously a few inches shorter, so but but he he is tall enough as he's going up against other NBA wings to shoot over the top. And, you know, again, the percentages don't lie. He's a really, really, really talented shooter. I think the question is to, to turn into one of those, to turn into that apex, to turn into that super wing potential, you know, it really does require having a good handle. And I really think that's what you have to look at. And if you're, if you're evaluating it, I think you have to ask yourself, is that something that he can develop or, or is that really baked into his game? Because if it's baked into his game, then I think at that point you're looking at, you know, a, a solid three option, uh, a guy that you can toss it to and know that he's going to knock down a shot, which is super valuable, but I think it's way different than what, what I project Scoot Henderson to be, which is an absolute number one scoring option, which even, look, LaMelo Ball is a great facilitator and he has the potential to be an all-NBA player in this league, but, but I don't think he's ever going to be a number one scoring option. That's not, that's not part of his game. That's not part of his strength, but that is absolutely Scoot Henderson's strength. He has that potential. I'm not sure Brandon Miller does. All right, Doug, what's on the docket for today? What kind of sites are you going to see in uh, our nation's capital? Well, we got the House, the Senate. Uh, we've got <laughs> the White House. Obviously. And look, I might take this all the way to the White House. Look, I might get Biden involved in this thing because I'm just telling you something's a little fishy. You know, we're, we're, they get Tim Duncan. They have so much success. And then just when they start to sunset all of that success, all of a sudden the ping pong balls fall San Antonio's way. And once again, Greg Popovich is going to coach for a thousand years, get a get six more championships. I think. Look, I'm just going to say, I think there's some fraud involved. I'm going to look into it. Okay, I'm on the case. I think that's rational. I think bringing this all the way up to the president <laughs> is completely rational. From Doug Branson of Locked On Hornets, also Substack EveryHornetsBoxScore.com. Doug, be careful, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, boys. Good stuff from Doug Branson there. You know, look, I'm I'm just going to tell you, I had to bring the Scoot Warrior on with me. I'd make sure that everybody gets you some backup I, for your arsenal. I, I, I'm, I am bringing the Scoot Army. He said I, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's a, he's all about it. And th- so this is, yeah, I mean, clearly, <laughs> right? We host a daily podcast together. It is something we were talking about getting ourselves ready for. Okay, if the Hornets move up, but they don't get Wimby, if they did get the second overall pick, it would be a topic. It would be okay. How happy would you be if Scoot Henderson was that guy? Because, Wes, I mean, it was even in the rundown a little bit earlier. I don't think we got to it. But remember, Scoot was somebody that was the no-brainer second overall pick for a long time, right? Like, so it's not that case anymore. I'm not going to get it twisted. Clearly, there's somebody I favor more. But Brandon Miller had a crazy year. 
He did. He yeah. was very, very good to the point where I understand why a lot of people are having this debate. And so now we we've been having this conversation for a while now before Brandon, I think, was a part of this conversation probably at the beginning of March or maybe like even mid-February, you know, something like that. And we would have been very happy. So we've already thought about the LaMelo and Scoot fit, and we've been talking about it a lot. I know a lot of people are going to be discussing it now because it came to fruition. And so, you know, Doug a fan, I'm a fan. And uh, I did – I know we were talking about, like, some of the flaws in Scoot's game, some of the strengths in Brandon Miller. I wanted to do the devil's advocate thing. Like, I didn't want to just – you know, it's it's a long way before the draft. I was trying to find some flaws in my guy, Scoot, Wes. And I was able to find some, for sure. All right. And I wanted to find some strengths for Brandon. Not for sure. You can find a lot of those. But, yeah, clearly I got my guy. Will we ever hear any uh, scoop flaws? I don't know that we will. Never. Yeah, I was about to say, you, lo- you put those things lock and key. Not as long as you listen to this show. <laughs> not from me. Maybe from Wes, but not from me. Now, we can get to some more of that as well as what happens on this day in sports history. Oh, actually, we're going to be doing the week that was, I believe, right? I know we have on this day in sports history, but we also have the week that was. So we got some good stuff still coming up for you right at the end, including a last Fitty Flash of the day. What you got for us, Fitty? It's all right to be a little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. Wow. Quietly a busy sports weekend here in the Carolinas. You've got the Charlotte Knights. They'll be at home all weekend long against Scranton. Charlotte FC, they're back at home tomorrow looking for their fourth straight win in MLS comp, uh, competition. Their fifth right overall, they'll host Nashville, the best defensive team, and MLS. But I think the thing that has everyone's attention this weekend locally and in the state, the all-star race returning to North Wilkesboro. We asked down Adam Alexander who he thought he'd win the all-star race. He went with Kyle Larson. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Who wins at North Wilkesboro? I'm going to go Ross Chastain. Give me Ross. I know they were talking about it earlier this morning, how they think somebody's just going to wreck him, not allow him to do it. I'm going Ross, though. I think it's his time once again. I'm going to stick with uh, my man, Adam Alexander. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. I think this is just the type of track that he's going to get out there and and show his uh, behind on and and get it done. All right, there's me BSing a pick in the weekend's all-star race in NASCAR. We got one more segment to go for you. The week that was coming up next, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
goes in and out on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Just got done with the scoop propaganda from Doug Branson of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We appreciate his time today on Wesson Walker. Talking about a Canes historic loss last night. Four overtimes. We were also discussing earlier today some of the longest games you've ever endured from start to finish. A lot of good text questions today. We also had the worst motel slash hotel experience. The, the worst motel that you stayed at. We got a lot of great answers. So we appreciate your contribution to the Garage Door Guru text line. It was fantastic. Fiddy's been telling me that he's got a lot of drops from me the last couple of days. I'm a little scared. I expect to hear them in the last segment. So here we are. It's the week that was on Wesson Walker. You're not going to hear the drops per se in this segment, but some of them you've already heard. We go back, though, to Monday's show because I had um, a song stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. This is a great question, too. And now I forget what that song was. If I could turn back time. That's it. Well, that led to you to just unprovokedly start singing on the air. Happy birthday from Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Happy birthday to All right. Uh, Sing it, boy. That one's... Yeah. Whew, that one is so bad. You actually got some... Some lyrics over there. Like, you Wait, know, no. You you actually like the tune? Oh, I like that. Okay. Do that again. All right. Here we go. My, my girlfriend, by the way, anytime I sing, she always says, you can't sing. Don't do it. I, I'm constantly okay. being held down with my talents. You want me to sing Stevie Wonder again? Because he's the best musician ever. All right. So, happy birthday to you. Is that all right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Me and Stevie. Like this. <laughs> Tier one when it comes to singing. Um, y'all didn't do y'all's homework assignment, did y'all? We did not. Happy birthday. Happy no, birthday. That's the song. Walker, you got right. a, what, two and a half, three hour drive to Boone you're taking tonight? Two hour, but yeah. Yeah. Get the lyrics, and then y'all need to get in the lab on Monday, and I, I want the Scoot Henderson song. You want to make the beat and the lyrics? You just want to go ahead and put it all together? I can do both. All right. If you want to do that, I would be glad to air that. That would be fantastic. I what love else? how you just get out of doing anything that's going to embarrass yourself. I just sang Stevie Wonder for you a couple of times. What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> What's the next highlight? All right. So Wednesday, we had an impromptu um, visit from Jessica Charman, Charlotte Radio, uh, Charlotte FC radio analyst. <clears throat> They're undefeated since she made her show debut. And we were asking about the candy that she's supposed to have smuggled into the country for us. And she gave a comparison to one Chris McClain, and it wasn't a very glowing oh, yeah. review. But Willie was telling us that we should be excited for maybe Kit Kat Chunkies in the future, but she don't even like them like that. Uh, I called it the Mac of all Kit Kats. It's sizable, but a disappointment. <laughs> oh, the, the what of all the Kit Kats? That's the what Mac, she said. Like <laughs> Mac, Mac. Don't tell Mac I said that. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's tough. Poor Mac. I got a few drops out of that one. That was that was tough from Jessica. <laughs> do you think Mac heard it? And do you think he's feeling it a little bit? Did they? Because she joins them at least once a week, right? Nothing yeah. goes unheard on this station. I know. Yeah, no, it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was brought up this morning because mm-hmm. she joins them every Friday. And when I started listening, they were making sure they were okay. Uh huh. Because yeah, you know, she took a shot at him. That and, was tough. Yeah. 
I'm ready for the King of Chunkies, though. I'm ready for that. Yes, am I. All right, last one. An ultimate show moment yesterday. I only get to talk at the end of the second segment when I do the Fitty Flash, and y'all didn't care. All right, so the last Flash, we (laughs) talked about the Western Conference Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals, they get underway tonight. Game one in Boston, 8.30 on TNT. Let's make some show predictions who wins and why. Great answer. (laughs) (laughs) What what game are you talking about? We've got Jessica waving at us. I'm taking Boston game one. All right, thank you. Wes just looked at me. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Zoned out for a second. I had to catch up. I'm going to take Boston game one as well. And then, and then Walker says during the break, he says, well, when you're leading the uh, the segment, I'd like for you to talk first on the flash. Oh, and then no. yesterday. Oh, and then out him now. No. Uh, and then yesterday, I led the segment and you did the flash and kicked it to us. And then he spoke first. No, it is. I did not say I would like for you to lead it. That That's is what you not- said. What'd you say? I said you usually do. That's what happens when you drive. You usually are the one that brings it in. But I will well, look I at you. I completely misconstrued. Well, and I would. I did not say. Because you, like. you said. You said. You said. He said. I'd like for you to. Do I that. did not say yeah. I would. I like. heard it wrong. Th- this is just what you do when you drive. It does feel like you are the one to lead in the first question after the fitty flash. But then it didn't happen, and I was not paying attention. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> I was looking at the text messages that were coming in. Well, then I must have misconstrued what you said. I did not say I would like for you to that, do that. That's what I heard. Wes, answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how it was at all. Not at all. All right, that will do it for the week that was. We appreciate everybody listening for the last three hours. By the way, I said I was going to Boone. Uh, Somebody wrote in and said, hey, just a reminder, uh, the Boone Trail Motel. That's what I was about to say. Not open for business anymore. So sorry that you can't stay there. We'll find you another cheap hotel. 100%. We we also got some recommendations for the song. You should change the 99 song Scatman to Scootman. Okay. And then how about instead of give me the loot, you give me the scoot? Give me the scoot. Give me the scoot. Oh, oh bad we can get boy. busy. I could get busy off that beat. I love that. Monday, right. 12 o'clock, be there. All right, give me the scoot on Monday from 12 to 3. Until then, <laughs> we'll throw it to the Kyle Bailey I show. Love I bet Kyle Bailey has some ratty hotel stories. Yeah, I bet. Hold on. Uh, yeah, hop on. Let's Greatest do it. ratty hotel in history. Let's all pay our respects to the Beverly and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach, it's the house of the bad motels. That's yeah. the story I told. Yeah. Cockroaches, everybody trying to go And the worst, they make you pay for ratty places mm. because they're close to the ocean, and they know you're going to pay. Oh, it. absolutely. Yep. Like you show up to the Beverly, and there was like a condom floating in the pool at that place. <laughs> or you go to the, there was one down the, down the street. It was like uh, it was like the Driftwood Motel. Yeah. And like a lot of meth has been done in this place. Yeah. But hey, right. there's great memories, too. I think I saw that condom. <laughs> Sorry, I think I, I saw that you one. You saw that condom? Yeah, I think it might have been the same one. Oh. It looked like it had been, it was pretty gross circling the drink and with that (laughs) wait can i ask a question i know i got a show to do did you stop by lowe's and get a chain today what did you what did you do why do you have a chain around your neck oh it's the sir minty chain that fc's giving out tomorrow night uh against nashville Oh, I didn't know. Well, they didn't bring any to me, so, you know, clearly. Yeah, same. It's his Bojangles. Yeah, and then they got Bojangles on the on Oh, the that's back. sick. Okay, no, I, I was all set to make fun of you, but that's sick. Yeah, I, I, You're still going to make fun of me, so. No, I, I might. I just want yours. I might take it from you. Okay. Okay. Chain snatch. Let's get it. <laughs> I keep to leaving here. Yeah. All right. Is it your time now? You want to hop on? Mm. It's whatever. All right. Sort of. Kyle Bailey Show. It's going to be an awesome show. Going to be lit. Coming up next, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.